Hey everyone, welcome to the 22nd episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And uh, before we get started, I just want to remind everybody, we're almost there. Uh, less than three weeks off from MathCore Index Fest 2018, presented by Metal Injection. Day 1, Saturday 14th at St. Vitus Matinee. It's Carbomb, Yashira, Cryptodira, recently added to the lineup, Inside the Beehive, Mouth Breather, and One Bond. Uh, then All Day Sunday, also at St. Vitus, uh, starting at 3 p.m., and Albatross is the headliner, Feral Lux, uh, Dead Empires, CU Space Cowboy, Arms, The Calista Boys, Horse Torso, Mary Todd, and Attach the Islands. And then lastly, uh, if you want somewhere to go, uh, Saturday 14th, excuse me, uh, Saturday the 14th of the evening show, we have uh, another show at Transpecos with Artificial Brain, Piron, Void Spawn, and Everteen, Everturn, Turning. So uh, you can get your tickets to that as well, separately. And uh, the event is also being sponsored by our friends at Subterranean, uh, Metal Trenches, Visceral Media, and Sheep's Clothing. A lot of shout-outs. Uh, so I look forward to seeing you guys all there. Uh, tickets are still available at Ticketfly.com. Go to MathCoreIndex.com if you want to find those links all in one spot. Um, it should be up on the right-hand corner of the page. All right. So now that we got that out of the way, uh, we want to just address one quick correction from the last episode. Uh, <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, a little whoopsie. Uh, so we made a mistake. Uh, it's actually cumes, not comes. Hilariously enough, it's not comes, it is cumes, uh, that band from Kentucky that we covered last episode. Um, we're sorry. Thanks for being cool about it, but also thanks for the giggle and everything. We're sorry. Yeah, it was it was a good giggle, though, to be fair. Yeah, hell yeah. A good goof and a spoof, <laughs> one might say, right? All right, so the first band we're going to talk about is Journal. Journal are a mathcore progressive metal band from Sacramento. And uh, back in 2007, Journal released their first EP, Casualties of War, which I found on MySpace. And that left a huge impression on me. Um, like, Sacramento during that time had a super good scene, right? Like, we used to go down there all the time to Orange Vale, uh, the boardwalk. So, uh, this 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 came out basically when we when we, you and I met each other, uh, May 2017. That was like the peak of that scene, too, yep. coincidentally. Yep. Uh, so, uh, needless to say, Christian and I, we were super just juiced that, like, Journal popped out like something new. Uh, I can't believe they're, they're back. It, yeah. And it's fucking amazing. It's been a long time, so... Their last release was in Lorja, which came out back in 2010, so it's been a, a full uh, eight years. Unlorja was a ride. It was amazing. They actually brought in, um, speaking of the Sacramento scene just flourishing at that time, you know, they brought in uh, Drew Winters of uh, Conducting from the Grave and Shadow with the Colossus. Yep. Um, Both great sack bands. What they did with Unlorja, and as well I can already see with the tracking with this new record, uh, they are offering they offer the the, the, the audio uh, and everything, and then they just do the instrumental afterwards, which mm -hmm. I think is fucking awesome. Exactly. So if you're not a fan of the vocals, you've got the option to listen to the instrumental. Good Games, you know, they did that on their last two releases as well. So, uh, you being a guitarist, do you think it's just free? Does that a, too a helpful just for playthroughs if you want to like nerd out? I shit? was just about to say that, like, if you want to actually, play guitar, but. well, yeah, if you want to be able to learn the guitar parts, it's it's helpful to get the vocals out of the mix because sometimes they, they confuse, you know, just a little bit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, so anyway, Unlorja, uh, obviously an anagram for the band's name. Uh, they put that out in 2010, uh, eight years. Again, that makes sense because Unlorja is, is a huge album. It's, it's massive. Uh, I could spend a lot of time talking about that album, actually. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I sure thought you know. we would get hung up on this. That's, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm going to try to say too much about it, uh, but I'll quickly summarize by saying that it is the technical and progressive metal fans wet dream. It just is like super fantastical, nostalgia-inducing story elements that, like, 
really it should like captivate a fan of old school like JRPGs, you know, Final Fantasy. Boom. There's a lot of like Final Fantasy Easter eggs in their stuff. Um, so it's super fun listen. Um, but namely, uh, the main feature that I, I really enjoyed from the album was uh, it included a 30-minute overture of sorts that's accompanied with 16 minutes of dialogue that tells the story um, of the Aeon, Cecil, William, Syra, and Abaddon, um, supreme beings in the fantasy world of Yela. <laughs> <laughs> so there's actually a really great story, um, and this track revisits the various motifs used throughout the album, so you connect the music to the story in that way. Uh, it's like a super powerful like storytelling device and when I listen to the album again then I like remember the parts of the story that are associated with the parts of the song literally just why I said it was a ride it's just yeah like, I mean, it's it, a ride it's, yeah it's it, yeah, well this just means that every subsequent listen is just that much better because then you're like oh if that's that part of the story um, yep. and I found myself actually invested in the characters in the story because I it's an enjoyable experience unto itself um, so eight years later again here we are with their new concept album Chrysalis uh, or Dalius and uh, it seems to be of equal scope it's true to the uh, the story element thing that they did last time, and it actually includes a 160-page book. Uh, wow. if people, you have the option of buying that along with the CD. So I think I'm going to spring for that just so I can read it, because I enjoyed the story from the last one so much. What I've, uh, what I've noticed in the two uh, tracks they've released so far, the vocals are very similar and very solid, but uh, they did switch vocalists for this release. Uh, their guitar, I believe their lead guitarist. Yes, took yes. The lead, uh, Joseph took the Van Houten, um, yep. Houten, rather. Uh, he's he's doing all the uh, covering the guitars and the vocal duties on this album. So, hats wow. off, yeah, <laughs> rats off to you, sir. <laughs> yeah, dude. What a yeah, what a what a piece of work. And um, this is just like one of the most technical bands that I've ever encountered. I'll say it's the best progressive metalcore. I mean, like, very rarely do I I think anything holds up to Dillinger Escape Plan, and this this is one of those few bands that are comparable in that respect. But they just never enjoyed the same kind of notoriety. But yeah. I, I can think of a number of reasons why, you know, they're probably mainly being that they have families or they're just not, like, trying to, like, tour on this this project too, too much. But What track are we going to listen to? It's great to see them come back. Um, So, yes, uh, as you assumed earlier, yes, Duplicitous Moonlight, track four, is are what we're going to listen to. Yep. So, I figure we're going to do that. Uh, I just want to say on the Chrysalis There's track... There's only two available at this time. Yeah, on the Chrysalis track, I love the bird chirps that they threw in halfway through the track. I, I love that. The I love palate cleanser, like... Just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I enjoy that, too. There's something like a little bit of, like, nature ambiance just to throw in there. Um, Actually... We'll be talking about that more later in this episode, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we're going to listen to Duplicitous Moonlight, which is track four from Chrysalis Ordalius, and uh, that comes out on July 17th of 2018. Here we go. <laughs>
So that was Duplicitous Moonlight by Journal, and that's track four from their new album, Chrysalis Ordalius, and that comes out July 17th of 2018. Just what tremendous technique on that. Just so good. The playing is amazing. So next we're going to talk about uh, Noises. Noises are a mathcore band from Baltimore, Maryland, and Noises are a completely new band. Um totally unheard of they just happened to hit us up on facebook recently and this is by far some of the most exciting stuff i've heard this year um sometimes you know you're just lucky to find something just when it's like new and exciting and taking life uh and i do love sharing that feeling with others so uh, i mean it's why i started doing this obviously mm-hmm. <laughs> so i was an instant fan of this and very excited to share it with everybody um what's even more exciting about this is that they are not only just coming out of left field with some amazing work it's actually uh it, well their debut is a full length not just an ep you know it's 11 tracks. So fucking excited, dude. Yeah, you know, it's 11 tracks of forward-thinking screamo uh, injected with mathcore that will instantly recall the number 12 looks like you. People are going to go insane for this album. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see this making a number of year-end lists along with uh, Journal and Frontier, of course. Oh, it's going to have to. It's going to stand out so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, if... Yeah, it's it's awesome. I, 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 w- I will also agree with Christian. It's very number 12. Um, like mongrel area, it's really hitting yeah, that mongrel spot. Area. Yeah, mongrel mm-hmm. area. Yeah, yeah. This is this is outstanding, um, and it possesses such a great range of dynamics. Um, you know, just from like delicate and emotive um, to like blistering grindcore and mathcore the next. So, um, I think it's going to be a real crowd pleaser. And considering that number twelve don't really seem to be um, doing anything right now, I think it's it's great to have a band like doing the same kind of style. Like, I'm I'm really happy to hear it. Yeah, uh, for this list, I would say this is by far the latest we've ever put a band on which is like within like 24 36 hours before we record here uh christian shoved this one down my throat and i was like holy fucking shit yes this could not be ignored and we made an exception this is an an exceptionally long episode already so why not let's just go crazy with it Mm -hmm. so we're gonna listen to anime on youtube (laughs) by (laughs) noise says and the spelling of that by the way is n-o-i-s-a-y-s noise says um, and that album has a pending uh, release date, so we will have more information for you about that soon. And uh, Mathcore Index just uh, premiered uh, that track, correct? That's correct. Thank you, Levi, for reminding me. Yes, so if you go to Mathcore Index on Facebook or mathcoreindex.com or on Twitter or on Instagram, you'll find the link to um, the double premiere we just did for them. We premiered uh, Anime on YouTube and their other single, um, A Cold Something, A Cold Loop. Ah. That's what it is. Alright, so again, we're listening to Anime on YouTube by Noises. Here we go. (laughs) 
right, so that was Anime on YouTube by Noy Says. And it's a that would be semi, a semi, <laughs> semi driver. The cement truck. Ah, San Francisco. <laughs> what a delight. Uh, so yeah, Anime on YouTube, Noy Says, N-O-I-S-A-Y-S. Uh, and that's off their yet-to-be-released album. Yesterday, Christian uh, sent me over these guys, and I was flipping out on not only the track, but just the title of the track, <laughs> uh, Anime on YouTube. It's apropos, isn't it? Uh, so every episode we have done, uh, we have had anime playing in front of us. Christian uh, has definitely gotten me more into anime. I, I, I mean, dude, two years ago... With our friendship, I would have said I've oh, ruined his stuff. life. Yeah, so <laughs> like now I'm like, oh, anime, no shit. Like, and uh, I just try to find. Needless to say, now he hasn't had sex in months. <laughs> yeah, <but> just <laughs> a lot of anime. <laughs> uh, but uh, I I found the one today. What is it? Demon City is that what we're Demon watching? City is what we're watching right now. Yes. Yeah. So uh, Demon City Shinjuku. Josh Green out there. Let me know what you think. Is this a good one? Dude, this one. This is a slapper. Are you kidding me? Um, let's see what year did this come out actually it came out in 1988 which is the total this, that's the total sweet spot for anime you know 1984 1988 like Akira yeah all that old school shit before that computer nonsense you know hand-drawn cells <laughs> only get the fuck out of here with that computer I, I believe episode 19 uh, episode 20 to 22 now has been recorded here uh, and we still are maintaining our uh our uh, new our new style with still some anime playing yeah if us. you follow us on instagram at math core index <laughs> you will uh you'll note that when we record oftentimes there is well almost always always no anime. always sir always i guess i guess it has been every single time every time dude i mean we've i mean we've never st- started without it we've been like something's off oh shit right no anime all right I need some ultra violence in the background. <laughs> ah, that's better. It's the shit. Anyways, um, uh, great title, fucking great track from Noise Says. So if I'm not warping my mind. I'm not having a good time. <laughs> All right. So the next band we're gonna talk about is Potion. Potion is a one-person technical metal mathcore project from Mendocino County, and uh, the band features well a couple friends of mine actually. I guess really it's the the brainchild of my buddy Hunter, who played in a band with me back up north. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and this is his new solo-ish effort. Um, he recruits one of our other friends, Frosty, um, Faustino, rather. I'm glad you, that you never tell me whose project it is that I'm listening to or anything like that, even if I would slightly know him. You yeah, never then we have something to talk just, about. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it's nice, because I feel like um, I, it's just taken away a little bit that I might be a little more biased, you know? Surprise. Naturally. You know so, these people. Yeah. Hey, whoa! They've stayed at your house. <laughs> I hate this music. No. <laughs> God, fuck these guys. <laughs> No, but um, so yeah, he recruited one of our other friends to do vocals on a couple of the tracks too. Um, but all the music and instrumentation is written by and recorded by him, making this quite the accomplished homebrewed project. And last year, Potion released a two-song EP that was, in essence, a teaser that barely cleared a minute. But they returned. Yeah. Yeah, that was a big-time teaser. Um, but a good taste of what was to come, and that they've returned with a, a dizzying EP of technical and experimental metal. And. Uh, Potion have their roots in technical death metal, which is extremely evident on this release, but fans of guitar wizardry akin to Psyopus and the experimental zanius of Mr. Bungle will absolutely adore this effort. Um, you know, interestingly enough, they've been sitting on this release for quite some time. I think it was written between 2011 and 2012. So, The, the sound matches that era... I, I guess when technical um, death metal was yeah there is some peaking or yeah it's just decline, some, maybe it is some crazy grind screamo stuff going on here man well given the vocal stylings yeah it really it brings it to a different realm um, as opposed to, to the death metal place because it's you know it's, it's more high pitched screaming there's just so much in these four tracks 
um, for what it is. So much good content. I'm a really big fan of Dry Season. The, the, I was just about to say that. that the track vocals is, uh, are relentless. <laughs> like it. So I don't know. Um, it, I'm a big fan of Dry Season. That's actually my favorite track too. Um, reason being is because again, uh, as I mentioned, we we're going to talk about Birdsong again. This was it on the, at the end of this album. Uh, he samples, you know, the birds. I think from Fort Bragg, where his, his house is, uh, and it's it's beautiful. You know, it's it's totally like tranquil and relaxing, and a great way to to end the song. Uh, I love the contrast. It's sublime, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I can just listen to that like on loop, <laughs> just be like lulled into a trance. Yeah. So we're gonna listen to Dry Season, which is track four from Diaphanized, and that came out on June tenth of two thousand eighteen. Here we go. <laughs>
Alright, so that was Dry Season by Potion, and that's track four from Diaphanized, which came out on June 10th of 2018. I really, again, I have to emphasize, I love that outro, the acoustic guitar, the bird song, it's perfect. Yep, very Mr. Bungle. Um, so let's see here. So next we're going to talk about Goshen. Goshen are a mathcore, hardcore band from Corona, California, and, uh, this has been one of the bands I've been following since the release of their demo, and this is even better than I was expecting. Goshen have stepped it up majorly with this EP, and not just in the res- you know the obvious respect that the production is professional, but in their overall composition and presentation. What you say? You remember the <laughs> demo, right? It is a fucking freight train, man. Um, I would say they definitely teeter on that, that kind of like power violence grind uh, at at points. Um, all in all, I just think it has such a great driving punk sound through the whole, uh, you know, I mean, from what they have out so far. Um, these these six tracks are fucking awesome. Um, yeah, it's yeah. balls to the wall. And I, I get what you're saying by the driving sound. Uh, that's actually, I had the word driving in my notes as well. Um, it often recalls Cult Leader. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And in their, their older EP, it reminded me a little more of Gaza. But They have some awesome, groovy two-step parts. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say there's quite a few times where I was like, okay, okay. Yeah, since like, we're jumping on the comparisons, it, it reminds me of, like, seizures and nails, too. <laughs> oh, okay. Which makes sense, because they're kind of all in the same sort of area, more yep. or less, maybe in the same, I guess you could say the same SoCal scene. Um, I know that one is in Orange, California, and the other one is in um, Riverside County, I believe. But I look at their fucking album artwork for this release, and it just, I, I think, Gaza. And it's not like, hey, it looks like a Gaza album. I just look at it. I'm like, oh, Gaza. Oh, wait, wait. It's 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 Goshen. Okay. And I think it's just because of like Gaza's last. It's release. got that they same that kind of kind of thing going on. It's got the same kind of aesthetic. I yep. see what you're saying. I mean, again, with just like the tortured. It was just um, the, it was dark. The, it was that last Gaza release, the black and white cover. It was just like yeah. Anyways, I just had that. Either way, um, this is this is top notch. Um, it was definitely making my day um, when it first came out. And uh, the vocalist Kyle is a great Ferg- uh, excuse me, Kyle Ferguson. Another, he's a great Ferguson. Uh, he's also a great supporter of ours, and uh, is involved in a noise project called uh, Ritual Chairs, I believe. Uh, and uh, he—that's a noise project, so it, it just kind of like makes sense because there's a lot of noise elements slipped in here as well. So it's a fun listen, and it's angry. Um, I have to uh, say they, these guys. I'm not sure if it's the best uh, marketing uh, decision, but uh, they they suggest that uh, you, if you want to keep listening to the music, just wait for the free downloads next month, um, and just don't pay for it. Um, but if you do pay for it, it is name your own price. I think it is name your own price. I would highly suggest you uh, maybe yeah, if you guys enjoy this, toss a few bucks. We'll go against what they're saying at the bottom of their page. In, anytime I really like an album and I see that it's name your own price, excuse me. Here we are promoting Bandcamp again for free, but um. I, I, I always will throw them a buck at least just to add it to my collection so I can watch it again or if you listen to it again, yep. um, just remember it easily. And people, will, it'll just increase your visibility if you do that. So Yeah, Goshen, you guys are silly. Fucking, if you guys like Goshen, give them a few bucks. <laughs> well, they don't have it on free download at least. So Yeah. Um, so we're going to listen to, I believe it's Man of Gauze. And Man of Gauze is track four from their self-titled EP. And that came out on June 9th of 2018. Here we go.
right, so that was Man of Gauze by Goshen. Uh, by the way, that's spelled G-O-S-H-E-N. And that's off their self-titled EP, which came out June 9th of 2018. Mm. Super good. Hella dirty. Speaking of dirty, yeah. <laughs> next we're going to listen to Closet Witch. Closet Witch are a grindcore, mathcore band from Iowa. False grind, if you will. Oh, Yo! I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, people are like, that's not grindcore. Whatever. It's grindy as fuck. It's that fucking raw punk, I would say, crust kind of sound going on. Who cares? It's. I mean, this is such a great just amalgamation of fucking grindcore, screamo, mathcore, whatever. Like, it's a... It's a great, um, you know, it's a great progression. Let's just be super vague. It's dark. It's, it's very really dark. dark. Yeah. Um, Closet Witch put out a split with Youth, uh, another great band out of Wyoming, who also just put out an album this year. Fuck back in April. yeah to the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Always. I can't believe there's bands like that coming out of Wyoming. That's exciting. Yep. Um, you know, on Youth. But we're not, again, we're not talking about Youth. We're talking about Closet Witch. Um, and again, they're from, uh, from Iowa. So... They, uh, wow, this is just raw. Uh, it basically encapsulates, again, so many great subgenres. Uh, I mean, given some of the the very surface le- level similarities, I would kind of compare them to the Heads or Zeros and Cloud Rat. Me and him called us a little bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Oh, I can definitely hear that too. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I gave this all the listens. I ran out of listens and I purchased the album last night. Um, I, this is definitely, I, first of all, it's like, it's definitely a lot of tracks for the for the cash that they're asking. Mm-hmm. Um, as well, I just it I love Power Violence Records for the fact that you can just slam through them real fast and just go on to the next one. You know, this um, is a really enjoyable closet, listen. It's yeah. long for a grind record. I noticed my fists were clenched a little bit yesterday when I was walking <laughs> when I was listening to it. So that was a good thing. <laughs> I feel like you wanna wanna punch. It wasn't somebody. even anger. It was just tense because it was just so fucking so much energy and stuff. Yeah, and, it's thirteen yeah. tracks. Yeah, um, it's fucking awesome, man. And. uh... We're going to listen to... I wanted to listen to track one, Blood I know Orange. You did. I and know. then... That's the obvious one to go with, but... What, what's up, Christian? Brother. Brother. We're what track is that? It's track four. Fuck. All right. Okay. So we're going to listen to Brother, if that's all right with Levi. Sir, it is. And that's track four from their self-titled full-length album, which came out on June 15th of 2018. Here we go. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah
Alright, so that was Brother by Closet Witch. And that's track four from their new self-titled full-length album, which came out on June 15th. I stand corrected. Uh, that track four was fucking fire. It's a ripper. That's why I picked it. So next, we're going to listen to and talk about Clavel. Speaking of Screamo. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Clavel are a chaotic hardcore Screamo band from Portland, Oregon. And what just what a great couple months for music. This has been one of my happy discoveries last month perusing Bandcamp. We I mentioned this last month. Uh, we always kind of put that hashtag Screamo revival and shit. And uh, mm-hmm. well, hey, when I like, is, people. I mean, literally when I when I listen to Closet Witch and when I listen to uh, Clavel, it pops in my head and I just it's always just that nice little like. <sighs> That's nice. Well, the genre has certainly come a long way because it's been amalgamated with hardcore a lot, and I I, I like that. And mathcore, I like that better. Clavel <laughs> took the weight off my shoulders uh, in a way that uh, if anybody out there listens to uh, Hayworth, mm. um, so yes, with, one of like, Rhode Island's uh, finest, and you know they they were dead in 2010. By 2010, they were done. So they only and, had like a three year run. Or yeah, year and run. like Christian and I both, we still listen to their releases quite a bit. <laughs> Probably it, monthly, at least. Yeah, because minimum. it's fucking good, and we both jam it together. It was like, hey, you put on Hayworth, that kind of thing. So when I when I listened to Clavel, it definitely took me back to that, and it just took that weight off. Like, oh my god, okay, there might be some like hope, and I get to hear that sound again. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. This is excellent. Uh, it reminds me a lot of Jerome's Dream and Reversal of Man. In loving memory. Number twelve, quite a bit as well. Um, rest in peace. Uh, gas up your hearse. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I wish. Uh, you know, apparently they had a full-length album in the works that they recorded with Maya of Good Think and the Cheeseburger Picnic. And that album never saw the light of day. We just premiered that one track um, on one of our compilations, and that was it. Clavel, uh, if you look at their Bandcamp on this release, they explain that this is just the beginning of something that is Clavel. So right, it was like Clavel at this time was yeah four people. Yeah. Uh, so just super stoked. This has a lot of potential. Um, the recordings are slightly just, uh, it's, uh, when I say raw, I mean this in a good way. Cause it's like that early nineties screamo raw where it sounds mm-hmm. like I'm, uh, you're still recording on like a four track, you know, in like your garage or something like that, you know, the drums and the guitars, everything sounds great. The production is, is perfect for what it is. In my yeah. opinion. I don't yeah. need something that's super polished or overproduced. We don't need that clean shit with the fucking chaotic screamo, man. I, I, this sounds great to my ear. So we're going to listen to some heroes never were. And that's uh, their third track off their self-titled EP, and that came out on May 7th of 2018. Here we go. <laughs>
All right, so that was, oh, well, a couple corrections there. So the name of the album, the EP, rather, is Monuments of Grief. Um, so, whoopsie. Uh, that did come out on May 7th of 2018, and that was actually track two. So Clavel, Monuments of Grief, Some Heroes Never Were, Forever. So next we're going to talk about Conformist. Conformist are a hardcore band from the Philippines. The band put out uh, an effort back in 2014, and they're back now with a new EP. I don't really have a whole lot to say about this EP, to be honest. It just rips. Yep, yep. I was like, oh, just browsing, you know, chaotic hardcore. I will be honest, uh, but with this style, it... I mean, it's straightforward. I really don't have much to say. It's just fucking. It has those those moments of making me want to fucking pick up the pennies a little bit. Got that fucking like crust it's hardcore moshy. punk kind of feel going on, but that moshy feel still. You know, um, yeah, man. Uh, kind of. I have. There's that that like kind of converge influence through the whole oh, thing. That's that's the primary influence. That nails and trap them. Yeah. Possibly. So I mean, honestly, dude, with that, I mean, everybody knows what we're gonna be playing. So. You know, what you're getting into here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is a ripper. Uh, it's just a solid solid EP. And um, it's just cool to see, you know, some Philippine, uh, some bands out of the Philippines. I, I don't really know uh, too many bands that are that are out there, and uh, I'm probably going out there next year with my girlfriend. So I'm curious about the scene, y'all. Hit me up. Let me know what's popping. Um, Phil, uh, these uh, these guys, they have uh, their their song titles, uh, band title, and also lyrics all in English and everything as well. So it's pretty easy to digest. Word. Yep. And. Uh, I was thinking that we could listen to Dark Matter, which is track, track two. Track two, yeah. Um, honestly, Torchbearer. I was just going to say one. track one, Torchbearer, yeah. Um, Torchbearer just starts off strong as hell. Naturally, that's why they put it at track one. But uh, yeah, I, I would say track two just for us, what we're kind of us looking for, for the mathy side. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we're going to listen to Dark what? Matter. Yes, thank you. Dark Matter, which is track two from their self titled EP, and that came out on April 1st of 2018. Here we go. So that was Dark Matter by Conformist, and that's off their self-titled EP, which came out 
back in April, April 1st of 2018. So next we're going to talk about IKEA Mutilation Manual. IKEA Mutilation Manual are a experimental avant-garde, crazy technical, all over the place, math core band. Got quite a different uh, number of styles under this. Uh, big emphasis on the experimental. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was going to be like a straightforward kind of psyopis, uh, cloacal kiss, and then the experimental side throws into every track, and you're like, oh, shit, oh, shit. Well, exactly. I mean, all those things you just said. Yeah, definitely psyopis, Mr. Bungle, both kind of, again, just so similar to Potion almost um, I, in that regard. So I have a few comments on um, uh their last release to this release. Um, I guess I'm going to start them right now just for what we're talking about. The, I wish I had time to listen to that, but so please share your thoughts. So experimental. Um, they are definitely more experimental on this release. I would say... Uh, ooh, what's... Uh, their, their, um, their release, Anxiety Assembly. Mm-hmm. Fucking amazing rips. You know, experimental. But this new release that they did, uh, Construction of a Compulsive char- Chagrin? Ch- something like that? Chagrin? Construction of a compulsive chagrin. Yeah, chagrin. Yeah, um, I'm terrible with English. Uh, this Words. one is definitely more experimental. Uh, well, I mean, every... right away from the first track, it's got like exactly. Non, it's got like non-Western traditional singing and percussion. Quickly jumps into some wacky and off-kilter shit right away. So this album, uh, they 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 do note the musicians, but they use a lot of, a lot more different instruments and um, additional musicians which is fucking amazing um be really cool if they included those people live if they ever played live mm-hmm. or anything like that um so I, I noted that right away uh with the two albums that you know this the second one was uh a little more experimental they have very similar collagey chaotic kind of uh like um like panda bear animal collective artwork kind of style mm-hmm. for their covers another thing i'm noticing christian um Tell me Levi. two episodes ago. Uh, remember computer? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, we I, I noted that computer. Um, every release they had was like it started with track one, and then the next release they started at track twelve, and it was almost like they were numbering their discography as they went. Mm-hmm. Later, computer did verify. Here with we us. have another band. Doing, so we yes, have computer did verify that. So, in fact. so basically, what I'm seeing with anxiety uh, assembly, their first release, they start with track one, but what they're doing is going image one, and then. On uh, the the first track of construction, we are at image ten or track one, and they start going image ten, image eleven. So once again, I have the question: Is this just a planned discography we're doing, or is this like a just a maybe like a concept? And after this release, you'll do something differently. Um, if you guys want to maybe toss some answers to us, that'd be really uh, Please nice. Please clarify. That. I, I was I was really curious and like intrigued in a good way. I was like, fuck yeah, this is different you're you know? totally right about the the collage covers being similar to uh to panda bear too i love that and it just explains the genre style. of the genres that they touch it's just all fucking over and it's, it's apropos like, yeah. yeah man and then i mean even the fucking name of the band i mean it's you know you're you, they, they're put the parts together and you know what you're your signing way. up for everybody you know <laughs> so um, i'm into this that's all i want to say yeah it's really good and it's there's also another just an element of humor here too very similar to Shaving the werewolf that we covered on our last episode. Yep. Just funny samples like Simpsons, like Lisa needs braces. <laughs> uh, on, on, on image, uh, image thirteen. Mm. Uh, that would be track three. Uh, they use the Lisa needs braces. That's amazing. Over and over again, repetitious, it, gratuitous it use of that sample. A fucking smile to my face. This is the second band uh, of this podcast that you're going to hear, Mr. Bungle. Um, definitely some Mr. Bungle influence here because of how experimental and I don't know just what, how they use the extra instruments. It definitely took me back to uh, Mr. Bungle's California quite a bit. 
Yeah, me too. So we're going to listen to image 14, which is track five from Construction of Compulsive Chagrin. And that came out back on May 17th of So that was, what was that? It was Image 14, which is track five from Construction of Compulsive Chagrin by Ikea Mutilation Manual. That came out on May 17th of 2018. Funny, uh, cheeky, classical music quote there. Ridiculous. Let you find it. It's pretty obvious. So next we're going to listen to Wizrobe. Wizrobe, that's W-I-Z-Z-R-O-B-E since I haven't been spelling the bands for y'all before we listen to the song, uh, is a two-piece math rock thrash punk, self-described, uh, from Los Angeles. Uh, uh, shred punk. Shred punk. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, shred they describe themselves as mm. shred punk. <laughs> That's so funny. And it, uh, if you think about it, thrash punk and shred punk Definitely are different. No, definitely are different. I would describe. I would think. My, you're telling me thrash punk. I'm like, all right, you're like okay, going no, like motorhead, like really Metallica right. kind of like approach. There's nothing like that here. So they are definitely doing their shred side. There so, we are. All right, we'll give we'll give you guys that. I can see. I'm not a skater, but I can imagine this being good skate music. You fucking a. You goddamn. I'm gonna give you the the hang ten sign, but also the horns. Why as is well. it that this reminds me of CKY and Dio? I just keep it thinking. Sound, yo, it sounds like LA. It sounds like uh, it just sounds like like 1980s like skateboard shit, like in a way. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so good. Yeah, like, it's this. Uh, I I actually played it and I was like, 
the fuck? Why are we doing? And then I'd, I was like, oh, okay. Oh, this Matthew is fuck. Okay. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Like, this is, I, I have to say right off the bat, I even made this note. Like, kudos to, to you, like, wanting I to do this I pushed this on Levi. Yeah, Levi um, was like, what are you talking? He probably yeah. just hated the cover because it looks like I wanted to a say, fantasy I just, album. Well, it looks like a stoner rock album, man. Well, it looks like too, I'm about, yeah. yeah. Um, it looks like I'm about to go on a fucking voyage. But uh, this is the most refreshing uh, band for this podcast that we've covered yet, I would say, out of 22 episodes. Refreshing is the word. Yeah, like I mean, I I'll be I'll be thrown down for this. Um, and I and this is the first release from Wizrobe too. So these two gentlemen, uh, they uh are from different projects, uh, separately, but as well, uh, they both come from a band, uh, Hepticon. So um, you know, they must have been like, yo, fuck these other guys, let's do this. So. Wow, yeah, they've... Unless Hepticon's still a thing. You know, I, I didn't take the time to listen to their other projects, unfortunately, because I was so captivated with this. But, um, yeah, I can see that they've, uh, they're have they already seasoned musicians. And there's just something, you know, so beautiful and honest about this album that kept drawing me back. So much modern music, especially metal, as we all know, is overproduced, and it's so disingenuous in that it's not an accurate representation of the, the accuracy or even the overall skill of the players involved. So... I think it's genuinely refreshing to hear something like this. Uh, at the bottom of the uh, page, uh, quote Wizrobe, uh, love is the law. So uh, <laughs> shout out to them. Yeah. It just feels so honest and heartfelt. This is one of the, one of these releases. I don't give a fuck. Just pick a track, dude. This is all amazing. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, there's just a sense of whimsy throughout the whole album, even a sense of uh, high fantasy element. Um, kind of not different from journal i guess oh regard. dude i was gonna say man we need to smoke more a lot of smoke thin, extra similar. weed this episode dude <laughs> we gotta go on a fucking voyage maybe just one more dab <laughs> um and just something some funny thing that also went through my head while i was listening to this is it sounds like as if danzig was fronting a math rock band i saw that facebook comment it is amazing that is i will agree with you yeah the vocals are are top notch they're well done. so good yep. it's i love how yeah i love the styling it's it's perfect for this um and another thing I loved was the liberal use of acoustic guitars, which are blended so seamlessly into these tracks. Mm-hmm. So we're going to listen to Grudge Wumpus. <laughs> I love that song title. Grudge Wumpus is track one from their self-titled album, Wizrobe, and that came out on April 27th of 2018. Here we go.
been my feel-good album this week that track uh it, it start. it's it, it was four minutes and 19 seconds long why couldn't you guys just give me another second <laughs> anyways do the math <laughs> it's good shit man so that was grudge wumpus track one from Wizrobe's self-titled album that came out on april 27th of 2018 and during uh, the time we were listening to the track we both just looked at each other and were like japan droids Ugh. which is so funny because it's uh, it's like best friend rock, you know, just just two brothers. Yeah, it's like it's like if the Japan droids bought motorcycles and just rode off into the sunset together, <laughs> you know? Like, this is some fucking good shit, dude. Um, Those vocals are just great. Yeah, yeah, this is good. They're um, irresistible. Just, yeah, I don't know. Um, if somebody disagrees with us, I, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you don't like this, that's fine, but you're wrong and I hate yeah, you. Yeah, and you totally suck. So, I mean, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> so next we're going to listen to... Northwoods. Northwoods are a mathcore band from Italy. And this is another one of the bands this month that I don't really have a whole lot of notes on. Holy fuck, dude. Same here, but in a good way. Yeah. I feel like these. this is another band. It's very straightforward. I mean, there ain't much to say, man. Yeah, it's very solid. It's a solid release. Northwoods uh, put out their first EP back in 2016. They're back with this more lengthy uh, effort. It's still an EP, I guess, technically speaking. Yeah. But 
Oh, and this is one of the releases I just kept coming back to because I remembered the cover. You know, it's, it's a good art. cover. Yeah, the art's good. Um, three piece, solid, solid, heavy sound for being a three piece. I will always uh, uh, give uh, props to that. Um, once again, dude, just uh, th- this is nonstop energy. I love. There's no stops. Doesn't doesn't let up. They write music that they can play well. You know, yep. they, they play to their strengths. And um, you know, one minor criticism I had was that I did notice the beginning of City Forty is. Uh, Sort of very similar to a Life Once Lost song, but we'll let it slide. Yeah, there's a lot of music out there. Sometimes things get close and shit like that. Yeah, I think I've definitely unintentionally. Yeah, you know, yeah. have Freudian slipped and. Uh, I feel like I feel like there's so much music out in the world now. It's almost like if a comedian does a joke that's similar to another comedian, it's like they're not really ripping each other off. It's just so many people out there making similar jokes. So sometimes. here's the thing about ripping people off you know well there's there's ripping people off and there's paying homage there's deliberately the tip of the hat kind of thing exactly there's deliberately quoting and winking to people you know to the audience that you know like where this came from like when you hear fucking Tourette's you know the Nirvana riff used in that chariot song it's like it's a nod of course numerous people have used the inspector gadget theme it's like I get it that's not your riff you just threw the inspector gadget thing in there you know some kind of you know just things like that it's like you know I, I understand that tip of the hat kind of Ugh. Yeah, ugh. I know. I get it. Can we I get please? It. That's so stale, everybody. <laughs> How old is that cartoon? Um, Twenty-five years old at least. Props Northwoods, though. I don't know what it is about your name, but I fucking love your name of your band. <laughs> it sounds like a band that is very successful. It's first of all, I thought when he's like, we we need to cover Northwoods. I'm like, didn't we already? Didn't we haven't been listening to Northwoods forever? But apparently, no, no, Northwoods is not a thing I've been listening to. It's a new thing. So yeah, they've only right. been around for a couple years. Yep. So we're gonna listen to. Mobius, which is track two from Wasteland. Agreed. Uh, you know, I was thinking either that or The Witness, which is track eight. Which do you prefer? Uh, Mobius. Okay, Absolutely. Great. Mobius it is. Uh, and that came out on June 1st of 2018. Here we go. So that was Mobius by Northwoods, and that's off their new EP, Wasteland. It came out on June 1st of 2018. 
So next we're going to talk about Benoit. Benoit are a hardcore band from Los Angeles featuring members of Black Sheep Wall and Columbia Necktie. Mm. I am personally a huge fan of Black Sheep Wall and Admiral Angry, their other offshoot project. So I was very eager to hear what this sounded like. Although it's not the ultra, uh, you know, ultra crushingly heavy hardcore and breakdown laden style you'd expect. It's fast and furious. Solid chaotic metalcore. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, exactly. This is actually far more melodic than I was expecting to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's uh, given their other projects. I mean, this is you know, it's very melodic. They uh, they offer up three tracks uh, that are available right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a full release. Uh, it, it'll be a twelve uh, track release. Uh, the album's master. Uh, and all in caps. Mm-hmm. And uh, August tenth, it'll be out. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So you can listen to that. Those three tracks now on their Bandcamp. Um, I myself, uh, they uh, they offer up a track two, Master. That was my fave out of the three so far. I'm not sure if you kind of noted one or not. Yeah, actually, I did note one. Um, which one was it? It was Conscious. Oh wow! Okay, track nine. Yeah, so we're going to listen to Conscious, which is track nine off their new album, Master, and that comes out on August 10th of 2018. Here we go. Conscious by Benoit, and that is track nine off their new album Master, which comes out on August 10th of 2018. So next we're going to talk about Lord Horfin. 
Lord Horfin. Good pronunciation on that H there. Yes, that's W-H-O-R-F-I-N. With the horn honk as well. Okay. Naturally. And uh, Lord Horfin are a math rock, punk, shoegaze, post-metal, again, just total genre-defying uh, act from Ohio. You can't, you can't uh, see it or hear it, but my head just exploded. It's hard to really pin the the genres on this one. It's it's kind of a bizarre, like expanding journey of an EP. It's funny. I kept coming back to this one, but to be completely honest, I didn't really like the first two tracks very much. It took me a while. I'll be honest with you. Well, you sent it's me like, this in the in our messages, and yeah. I mean, I just there's it's the third track that really got me, but it is interesting though. Like regardless of whether or not I enjoy it, I have to applaud the experimentation here. This is interesting music. I had a very similar reaction to Wizrobe, and then I kind of like struggled to readily describe, uh, readily find descriptors, um, which of course is a, a journalist's worst nightmare, even a shitty unpaid pseudo journalist like myself. In uh, Lord Warfin's uh, band description, I I'm kind of confused on what you guys are telling us. Uh, are you telling me that you both came from, like, was this a house an in-house band basically? Like, it sounds. I did see that. Like, yeah, uh, for for a venue called No Culture, like, were you the house band for No Culture? Like, is this like a like you guys played together, jammed at a at a venue for a while, like, and then you decided to just like record what you've been playing? I'm very curious on like how this band came to be. The description's a little confusing, but I'm very intrigued by it. Yeah, it's intriguing to say the least. You know, again, it's kind of like just all over the place. Um, but again, track three is really exceptional. Uh, that was the one that I, I was really drawn to because it has elements of math rock, kind of like meeting, you know, post-metal or post-gaze, like Deaf Heaven, even, if you will. Mm-hmm. I kind of saw that, or being sort of mashed up with battles. I want to shout out uh, the record label that released this. Um, this is uh, from an Ohio label called Flowerpot Records. Mm-hmm. They put out some good stuff. Yeah, so Flowerpot is like the classic. Um, I guess I'm... So I'm coming from North Dakota and booking shows in North Dakota as a child and everything. And mm-hmm. like, I... Um, you you come across. Levi was Mr. Scene, dude. You come across a lot of um, <laughs> record labels and people out there, uh, like show bookers and people that record that are just down for whoever the fuck is in quote the scene. Doesn't matter mm. if you're like your post punk band, your ska band, your metal band. Like you're probably playing the same shows with the black metal band. More you than know, likely, like, yeah, you're getting yeah, left on the because, same bill. I mean, if you have like a dialed in band, you're gonna be at the you're gonna be playing the show. I just remember right. booking a lot of like shows where it was just it was just shows you know mm. um back to flower pot though uh they remind me a lot of a midwest uh record label should be where they have a shit ton of releases they're all they're all spanning from like lps eps uh, cassettes and stuff to and the it's point just, where it's like hard to to catch up on it's hard to digest but it's also just it's just different bands of different genres and i like already dead tapes yeah i fucking shout out to them they sent me a really sick care package yep so and that remind me of already dead um so just once again flower pot just keep doing you. Um, thanks for releasing this. I guess a one once was a in-house band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, once again, guys, get back to us on that too. I want to hear that story. So we're going to listen to TriStar, which is the self-titled track from their new album, which came out on June eighth of two thousand eighteen. Here we go. <laughs>
All right, so that was Tristar by Lord Horfin. That's uh, H-O-R-F-I-N. And that's off their album Tristar, which came out on June 8th of 2018. Love that. Super feel-good. Mm-hmm. So last, we're going to talk about Sloth and Turtle. Sloth and Turtle are a instrumental math rock band from Santa Rosa, California, right up the road from here in San Francisco. And we recently caught these guys at a show here while we were out interviewing Standards, and you'll be hearing that interview next. Um, and I'm I'm ashamed to say that I haven't heard of this band. I wasn't previously aware of them. Same here. I don't uh, know how I fucking missed that. So I, I knew we knew Standards were on tour. Um, this I don't is even, like aberrant phase all over again, you know? Yeah, and so I think like four days before they came to uh, San Francisco, I saw like they were wearing, you know, sloth and turtle t-shirts and I was like, oh shit. Or maybe it was just mm-hmm. like two days before that because they went to Santa Rosa and then came here. It was a slurtle t-shirt. It was a slurtle t-shirt. Brilliant. <laughs> Great crossover. Um, and, uh, so anyways, back to that, uh, both bands played a great set. I really noted that, like Nico, the guitarist, uh, and the whole and the rest of the band. Uh, I believe it was a three piece. They just four had piece. such huh four, four piece. piece. They were just fucking shit grinning, geeking the whole time to each other as they were playing. You could really just they tell were they enjoying were their generally set. juiced. Yeah. Um. And honestly, like, I don't. I mean, I'm just gonna feel that no matter what. <laughs> the band's bobbing their head more. It's like fuck. All right. Like, yeah. They not it. only that, but they just demonstrated great technique. Yeah, sound was tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, the composition is great, too. Um, but my only gripe about this band is they don't have a vocalist. It, you know, Given the level of composition, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, Do you guys need a vocalist? Let us know. We'll help you find one. Hey, I like that. Maybe yeah. we can make the process easier. Um, shout out to whoever did your artwork. Fucking it's good. amazing, dude. Mm-hmm. I do yep. enjoy that as well. And this is like effect-laden and emotive math rock. Very similar to Battles. L1011. Uh, that's what immediately remind me of um, like Don Cab. You know, Don Cab for sure. Enemies, but a lot of Delta Sleep. Like this is why I think they should have a vocalist, namely, because I, I recognized a lot of um, the same kind of like writing. Holy fuck! Good point, dude. Mm. I didn't even. Yeah, there's a lot of moments where I was like, "This sounds like a Delta Sleep song to me." Without sure vocals. I, maybe I just dug it because I didn't even put that on the notes. Interesting, but you're absolutely right. But it has an element, you know, it's got elements of all those other math rock bands that I just mentioned. So okay, okay, a lot of effects and that and a lot of two-handed tapping. Um, this is uh this release uh six tracks, which is a lot for just instrumental. It's just easy to digest, you know. It's definitely enough. Yeah, it's it's good. It's very solid and enjoyable, and. We're gonna to listen to. I hadn't actually picked a track. Which uh, which one did you have in mind? I was thinking the first one. Yeah, toys. Um, t- uh, honestly, uh, I think we. This is our second band that we uh, on this whole uh episode that we've chosen track one. But this one just starts off strong and it's it's great. I mean, well, it's always. I mean, it track one should start off strong. Right? Exactly. Jesus you Christ. Start your album off. But I mean, we we've been going off the off thing, the map a little bit. There. I mean, we we were tr- like some of it was like track 6, track 9 and everything like that. So, mm-hmm. um well, cuz definitely took the time to to listen to everything this month. Yep. So, we're going to listen to Toys, which is the first track off their self-titled EP, and that came out back in April, April 3rd of 2018. Going back a little further than usual up there. And here we go. <laughs> Oh, 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 
All right, so that was Toys by Sloth and Turtle, and that's off their self-titled EP, which came out back on April 3rd of 2018. And as I mentioned, uh, we did see Sloth and Turtle live with Standards, who we covered on our last podcast, and uh, we had the pleasure of interviewing them. So we're going to go ahead and play that for you now. Here we go. I'm Marcos. I'm Jacob. Um, Marcos, what do you do? I play guitar, rhythm, and lead. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, what do you play? I only play the drums. All right. Word, word. All right. Uh, where are you guys from? From Los Angeles. Same place. Word. Okay. Um, how'd you guys meet? Uh, well, I had a change of course in my colleging, and I decided I wanted to study music, so I got into CalArts, California Institute of the Arts, and I was really blessed to get in as a guitar performance major. And my very, very first class ever... I see this guy walking in with like a green shirt and then a slightly greener hat. I'm like, oh, that guy looks cool. And then uh, it was a touring workshop and it was like a three-day crash course, like a little mini thing before the, sc- the classes started. And it was like uh, how to tour and stuff. And um, so this guy was the only guy in the class when they were like, who here has gone on a tour? He, he was the only person. Oh, and I was like, I've got to talk to this guy. He's really cool. Um, were you already playing guitar and everything? Yeah, yeah. I was still trying to figure out what I wanted to do with everything. Like, I had the math rock thing, because I'd, I'd actually studied with Nick Reinhardt from Terramelos. Like, I'd taken lessons with him. God damn. Okay, yeah. props. So I'd, I had I had a little bit of, like, expertise in that, and then I, I was listening to a lot of cool bands. But I was actually, like, really into indie rock and stuff, so I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, but I wanted to feel it out and just play with different musicians. Uh, what was your background before meeting him? Um, yeah, so I studied math and music at UC Berkeley before. Um, and I was kind of doing a lot of research there and working on uh, computer programming stuff. Um, and then one summer when I was working at this place called JPL um, in Pasadena, actually, where I live now, um, I was playing in a band with my friends. And actually, it's funny because it was actually this math rock band that I was in in high school, and I hadn't really played any of that kind of music since then. Like, I'd been more into jazz for a long time and just other other styles of music, hip-hop, R&B, all that kind of stuff. Super technical music already, so. Yeah, just all kinds of different stuff. And, and, and uh, yeah, at that time, I realized, like, what, what music really meant to me and how important it was, and so I decided to go full speed ahead for that thing. Um, and then I ended up going to CalArts for grad school um, and, and in the jazz studies program, and I kind of, like, got everything together at that point like was you know working on my own music composing uh playing drums learning piano all this different stuff and i guess at the time that we had met my main project was uh still one of my main projects called a uh, battery which is a solo drum set and electronics project and so okay. that was the project that i had toured with and it's this kind of like jazz centric project where i'm triggering synths um with my drum triggers um, and there's a lot of improvisation in it and all this kind of stuff so it kind Fucking of like killer. no you should, you got, shit you guys should cover it if you have some spot. Did you, you know about this, Christian? I did not know about battery. No. Yo. <laughs> Shout out um, battery. Yeah. Well, we did. We actually did. In on this tour, we've actually done a couple of battery slash standards shows. Um. So in Arcada, we did a workshop. That, that's another Humboldt? thing. So we're both from. We both met in Humboldt, basically. Oh, uh, yeah. We both. Uh, I, I sold him weed at a dispensary, and we both saw each other's T-shirts, basically. Nice shirt. Uh, 2007, about 2008. <laughs> um, and so we we booked shows in a in a house in Manila forever. And uh, yeah, basically. Manila. Yeah. Uh, Manila, like it's it's about five miles out of Arcada. It's like a little township outside of Arcata. Oh, it's cool. like it's like the peninsula-ish thing. It's like around the bay. It's like we're 
okay. on the bay there. Cool. So. What, uh, what was the house called? Uh, the Manila House. Um, I was also part Rest of uh, the Big Tree uh, that was in Arcata as well. Um, there's so many fucking houses in Arcata. It's all house yeah. shows. It's, it's all houses. Yeah, we did, we did it at the Bat Cave, which is... Uh, oh, yeah. yeah is, do you know the Bat Cave? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So yeah, Bat Cave that. wasn't around when I was around, but it was around it's when... It's after you... our time, but it's... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we, had, we had a great time. We actually did some workshops there, and Jacob went into, like, this deep, deep, like, explanation of all his shit, and then I just was like, here's how you play, like, you know, the Cantina song. I feel like Arcata and Santa Rosa have, like, some really cool fucking young artsy kids, like, forever. Like, doesn't matter whenever you've been there, like, totally they're always there, so. Um, yeah. So, with Battery, uh, when we, so you did Arcata with that, are you going to do another show with Battery, or...? It depends. It's kind of like wherever it feels right. Because the thing is, when I play battery right before standards, I'm basically dead at the end. So like, usually when I'm playing with standards, it's like definitely like taxing, like pretty heavily taxing. But when I do both of them, it's like the craziest shit. So like in Arcada, I was down, and uh, we I think we might we're playing at this cafe in uh, San Luis Obispo in like two days so maybe i'll do it there but probably we'll probably just play standards and then bail you know okay so um since we're on like the whole thing like playing a show here versus a cafe going to a show like in at an arcade and everything uh -huh. um would you guys rather do a house show or a stage show on a given day oof that i mean it depends on the mood like i definitely think there's perks to both but after having played a ton of house shows it feels really refreshing to play at a real venue and like get treated like like, um, I don't know, like, Music. less like friends and more like musicians is very, the relationship here is very curt, which I, I very... We're back appreciate. here, hot, we're in a back room right now, you know, we could yeah. get away from everybody, you know, it's kind of the perks. Yeah, there's that, and, yeah. and also just also having everything mic'd up and controlled by someone who's obviously, like, really good. That's why we wanted to play here, because the sound's awesome. So it's like at a house show, it's like, oh, well, like, you know, <laughs> the, you know something's not loud enough, that's, what, that's just the deal. But also there's that raw, like, DIY energy that I think we've both come out of, like, really strong, that... We really feel in touch with the house shows. We did a couple venue shows, and after we played, we did a string of house shows, and we were just like, we felt really refreshed. So I think a healthy balance is, is really, that's on my end anyways. So um, uh, with with the you guys being a two-piece, playing house shows, obviously nice. You guys fit in the house and everything. Uh, what are the perks and also just the cons, I guess, of just being a two-piece? Um, well, for me, I'm covering a lot of melodic ground. So what I do is I have a guitar and I split it into two signals. One of the signals goes just through all my pedals and then in a guitar amp. The other one goes into an octave signal, which has a range feature on it. So it only activates when I play the lowest three strings on my guitar. And that goes into a bass amp. So we get a cool stereo effect and uh, also we have like a low end. So I'm playing guitar and bass. Um, and then also, uh, so I have I have a lot of melodic ground covered, but the, the, the obviously the upside is we're touring in my Prius. <laughs> right. And yeah. we spent like nothing on gas because it's just like really easy to zip around. Um, and everything is really easy just to do as a band. Like if I want to do practice, I just text Jacob like, hey, dude, want to practice? He's like, cool. It's not like a group chat. Someone's at work. We have to like put schedules together. It's just yeah. like, That's hey, man, are you free Tuesday night? Dope. All right. Let's hang out. Uh, Christian was part of a three piece forever. And uh, even just an extra person is yeah. a whole fucking say, factor. Yeah. Being the only tonal instrument in a touring band is obviously very challenging. But you have the, you know, the two-handed technique gives you the opportunity to cover more melodic ground as you're right, right, right. But even then, it's like sometimes I wish I had a third arm to add something even extra. Mm -hmm. So we might just experiment with either looping. We just don't know. Like uh, I guess we're just gonna see because on our next, uh, we're working on our next release already, and it's we're just trying to see if we can come up with more thought-out compositions because it's usually just like riff, 
uh, uh, polyphonic part, then another riff, mm -hmm. and then maybe like little drum fill. So it's like we're really kind of like limited to what we can do, but we're trying to expand that. The and use that's, of polyphony though really gives a fuller sound too. So definitely, definitely, yeah. yeah so yeah, I think I feel like we're less limited than we think. I think that that, that the you know there have been so many times in this journey that we've taken so far where it's been like oh man we can't get the bass sound or like you know when we were mixing the record like shit man it's never gonna sound bassy enough like oh man we need to get a bass player but i think that this this whole thing is just like an exercise in limitation and that's the same thing that i've really experienced in my solo project where it's like i have this drum set i have this programming language that i'm using and it's it's actually quite limited how do i create a full song as a performer and it's actually very freeing to have this setup because there's you know, interesting challenges that happen. And so you're solving those challenges by playing all these polyphonic parts. And then for me, it's like, my goal is to be able to highlight all of those at once. So for example, like he might be playing a polyphonic part where there's a polyrhythm between hands. I myself am playing that polyrhythm between limbs. So, so it's like, we're kind of doing the same thing. We're both just drumming on our instruments, really. So really, I mean, I'm getting, there's a lot of pros here. You guys are working with being a two-piece, but there's really no downside of being a two-piece. You just, you're, you're, you don't have a basis, but you're working I mean, that. there there was a huge one in that uh, when I started, we started playing together, I couldn't play independently with my hands, and I actually had to train for several months to do it. No and, shit. like, I started with Britney Spears, like, oops, <laughs> I did it again. So I, basically I started with, like, play chord do 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 and then changing the chords as so i'm playing the chords and and that took me like a week just to do that and then i was like okay great and then i learned for elise which is like the basic basic piano song so then i got that that took like a month and then just can i do scales with this hand okay can i do scales with two hands so i i like really methodically built it up and then now i'm trying to learn mozart and bach so it's like it definitely, it definitely, it definitely. I put a lot of time into making sure we could do it, and it, I think, in my opinion, it, I, I'm really pleased with the results um, of it. We are too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, with, with uh, your guys' uh, videos on Facebook, there's a lot of them. You guys are playing outside, inside. You guys are doing posting of the shows and everything. Um, other than just posting to show everybody what you're doing, is there any other reason why you do it? Um, is it to motivate yourselves, to show each other, like, how you guys play, that kind of thing? Um, yeah, I'd love to answer this question. Um, Please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, as a musician, or a, as, specifically as a band in 2018, it's like, what is your, like, what is your output? And that, that's the question, is like, how do you, like, how do you, like, like, what is your work? Is your work just your albums? Is your work just your shows? Are those things connected? And for us, it's all, everything is connected. Literally every single story we post on Instagram, every single thing we put on Facebook, it's all part of part of the world that, that we occupy in our own lives. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And we're just, Absolutely. and literally everything that we do is just, is just sharing that, like sharing the things that we care about, sharing our, our vibe. Like, it's not like, Oh man, I hope I can post this thing. I mean, obviously there's 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 a little bit of that where it's like, oh, I want to post this thing because I know people will like it or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? But it's also like, like as as an artist, and I've seen so many other people do this actually. And one one really funny example is this uh, kind of meme pop artist named uh, Oliver Tree, and it's like everything. Yeah, just just look him up, y'all. Um, <laughs> uh, you'll you'll see. It's funny, like jazz solo cup vibe. Anyways, uh, so like. Everything that 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 you put online is like a like a like a it's like a piece it's like a piece of, of work you know what I mean and so like if you're treating all of those every single thing that you put out 
with care and um, and, and you really feel like it, it represents what, what you do in all these different ways. Like, you know, we're musicians, we're making music, but we also produce like photos, you know what I mean? Like Absolutely. I take a photo of myself and put it on the, on the We Are Standards page. That's part of standards. It's, it's really you know? an extension of our art form. And I think a lot of bands are just like, okay, we're playing a show tonight. Like we're gonna, whatever. And I'm not, I'm not hating on that because obviously that you, you're just looking at it differently, but we see that as an extension of our art form. And I think, like, especially those videos, they're really creative. We get really, really creative with them, and they're a lot of fun to make. I they're fun to, they're, they're fucking fun to watch, Christian. The like, me, the me uh, loading screen, especially, that was... <laughs> yeah. um, I, have, I have to say, like, uh, as far as, like, uh, sharing, like, social media and everything, I mean, you're either doing it for the likes or you're sharing to share. And I noticed which, that's what you guys are doing. You keep posting, so obviously you keep posting for a reason, so... Uh, on this entire tour, we've probably played to, like, I'd say, like, 20... Like maybe <laughs> we've played from like four people to to ninety people per show. So we've played like thirteen days already, for twelve days or whatever. So I'm not very good at math, but that's not as many as even one of our videos that we'll put up at any given time. Because one of our videos may get anywhere from like a thousand to ten thousand views. So that's instantly more than we'll ever play to in yeah. a given year, maybe. So. It's crazy to think that if you're taking advantage and, and treating that as an art form, as like an extension of your performance, you know, and people like artists that, that really capitalized on what was coming out, you know, those are the ones that really did like Michael Jackson with music videos yep. or like, you know, like, yeah. Or, also getting a strong visual aesthetic too. Yeah. You guys or just, just that with music videos, any artist that's ever taken advantage of the new thing that's coming out has yeah. really succeeded for it. And I think internet is the new thing. And I think, um, like, if you want to be out there doing it, especially like just like Oliver Tree is an amazing example. You have to have that. Uh, you have to think about it like that. You can think about it like that, and we we choose to think about it like that. But I think that there are also so many bands. We were just talking earlier today with our, our friends are in this really great post punk band uh, called um, Patty. Uh, and we were talking about this other band called Black Midi that's based oh, Black in Black Midi. The cool, yeah. yeah, Black Midi. They're they're one of my favorite bands, and I've never been to a show, and they have no music out. But they're still—they're one of my favorite bands. They have—they just made a Facebook, and then they just announced the shows the day of. So I think that that's just like part of their art form. But an online presence, lack of, or uh, your online presence is your art form, whether you have one or you don't. Fucking well said there. Yeah. 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 These are all like artistic choices that we make as musicians, you know. And it's like we just happen to choose this because, I mean, at least on, on my end, like. I really enjoy documentation. I really enjoy like curating the shit and just having like, oh yeah, we're playing this song and it really feels like it needs like a yellow background, so we're gonna put a yellow background on it. And it feels like it, you know. Okay, so, boys, all right. So uh, next thing, uh, the aesthetics here. Um, what is going on with you know the first release with the grass and now you got the kiwis and fucking avocados, all that kind of stuff, kale, all that going on. Like, what's going on? Yeah. We, I think like we're just we've kind of I've kind of always done this. And it was just me, and he's kind of always done this too, and now we just do it together. But uh, we just like really are into fruit, and we just feel like it represents our music. And, okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, I mean, well, for me, I, I've always been like I love food so much. I actually have my so I'm wearing I'm wearing some cherry earrings right now. I hope they don't look like gauges to you. They're little circles, but they look like um, gauges now. They are cherries, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just just cherries, not gauges. Um, gauges are chill though. Um, but yeah, I, I have these other ones that are like a fork and a spoon. 
Um, and that just like kind of represents my relationship to food. Like I've always been super into cooking huge amounts of food, mm -hmm. like storing it for like nine days and just having all this stuff, all these vegetables and stuff. And I just really enjoy veggies and fruits and making smoothies and all this stuff. So like, like the love of this, you know, the natural world, but specifically the like natural foods and yeah. like, how, you know, that kind of contributes to that whole thing. With, with, with what you say there, I just, I feel how you guys are instrumental. I mean, just like just fruits, veggies in general, just like slamming them all together. It's just what it is. There's nothing else. It's just like yeah. everything, all that yeah. good shit, you know? So yeah, um, <laughs> with that, uh, you guys don't have vocals. Will you ever have vocals? Why don't you have vocals? When you have vocals, there's a very clear um, communication of concepts, right? Like you say, I'm sad because, you know, like I had a bad be, day. It could be a vocal line. Yeah. I'm sad because of the world. And that's what you're saying. <laughs> But you can also express this with instruments. It's just not as clear because music is a language, but English is also a language. Like maybe you listen to a song in French and you aren't understanding the words. So it's almost similar to, to like to me because I don't know any French. Like it's similar to me to instrumental music because the voice is just another instrument. Absolutely. So if you understand that language, it's very easy, like very ground floor, like I'm sad because the world is sad. That's not you get you get what I'm saying already, and the music will match that, and the music works around that. What we're doing is like a dialogue. It's like a conversation, and we're both speaking through our instruments, and we get to do things that we cannot do in other ensembles because we're we're basically chatting it up, mm -hmm. and it's the musical language. So some people that don't uh, listen to a lot of instrumental music or haven't you know under, like haven't thought of that concept it, is a little jarring to them or or something. But if you listen, there's like there's stuff there. Yeah. You know? Instrumental music foregrounds the personalities of the players and the and the styles and character of those different players. So like what we're able to do, like I mean that totally happens in a, in a non-instrumental setting like with vocal music there's you know there's obviously personalities of the individual players like you know you know guitarists get written up and you know who are in bands with vocalists but we, we I feel like with instrumental music you're really able to show who you are super openly and then the, the concepts that are communicated can be a little bit more I don't want to say universal but there's there's just more ways to, to enter into what the music means to you uh, and that's something that I really enjoy I mean I love vocal music as well but you know it's just another, another I mean it, it transcends like language it transcends you know it's it transcends culture it's really you know people can really dig it no matter what because it, it is like it's one of those things it's like the the language of the people mm -hmm. music you know so I think that, the, you know, I think those bands, uh, you know, can transcend that and that some people even get turned off by, like, lyrics that are in J Japanese or, yeah. or German or something, you know. So I'm going to say you guys are going to stay instrumental, correct? Maybe, <laughs> no, we're actually getting a vocalist tomorrow. All right, we're, uh, I figured that. I just <laughs> changed my mind about all this. We just don't know. We're kind of just biting off little chunks, um, I think, definitely for a while. Yep. Uh, if we ever feel like it, we'll do it. But we just My, don't. Uh, on, on Facebook, I, I saw your influence was like Chon and like a lot of jazz artists and everything. So I was just like, ah, I saw Chon on there. Ah, I thought I'd throw it in there. You know, yeah. they're really good instrumental. They threw the vocals in. It's here and there. And they got rid of them. And they got rid of them again. <laughs> yeah, so rest in peace. So yeah, yeah that, that's why I asked that. Right. I mean, I'm down for a vocal feature. Like Axl Rose, like hit me up. You know, like I'm so down for Axl Rose feature. Like, we know him. Don't worry about it. Cool. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. All right. So that was Levi and myself. Um, sort of chipping in on the side there, interviewing <laughs> standards. And, you know, they were, they were super nice, just interesting people too, great musicians, had a lot of interesting stuff to say. 
And uh, they were also nice enough to give me the CD, which I really appreciate. I've been jamming that a lot in the car. Once again, just shout out to Marcos and uh, Jacob for yes. allowing us to come back there, chat a little bit before they played. Yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah. So I guess that about wraps it up. Oh, before, actually, one last thing. I want to quickly just remind everybody, less than three weeks out, MathCore Index Fest 2018, sponsored by Metal Injection at St. Vitus in New York, July 14th and 15th. July 14th matinee is Carbomb, Yashira, Cryptodira, Inside the Beehive, Mouth Breather, and Juan Bond. It's a matinee, July 14th. And then the evening, uh, the all day actually, Sunday, July 15th, in Albatross, Feral Lux, Dead Empires, CU Space Cowboy, Arms, Callus Daboys, Horse Torso, Mary Todd, and Detached the Islands. That lineup is stacked, y'all. So hopefully uh, <laughs> you'll, you'll be coming out for both days. Um, I genuinely love all these bands, by the way. And then, of course, um, there is the Trans-Pecos evening on July 14th. If you want somewhere to go, uh, you can go to Trans-Pecos to see Artificial Brain, Piron, Voidspawn, and Evaturn. And um, we look forward to seeing you all there. Yep. Uh, you guys can get single day or, you know, yeah. both day tickets uh, at Ticketfly. Also, just go through St. Vitus as well. They uh, have... Yep. There, so. And if you go to mathcoreindex.com, you can also find uh, links to all the event pages. So you you can pick and choose. Again, you got again as Levi said, you've got your one day option, your two day option. Um, but we'd love to see you at all three. Christian and I will both be there uh, holding it down. So really excited to meet everybody. We sure will. All right, so I guess that about wraps it up for the 22nd episode of Mathcast. I'm your host Christian, and I'm your co-host Levi. And we'll be back again next month with some more sick underground bands. Good night and stay beautiful.